Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframe. Hey friends, welcome to Growth Reframed. I'm so thankful you're here, whether you're watching us on, Insta- on Instagram. Who watches on Instagram? Literally nobody. <laughs> Over on YouTube or listening us to wherever you get your audio podcasts, we are so thankful you're here. Guys, I'm pumped to talk about today's topic because it is one that is near and dear to my heart. It is literally the thing that keeps me up at night. Not kidding. It's the mental load. Now, listen, I get it. Like You think that the mental load is all about the women, and maybe that's true. But I want to discuss it today with Brandon because I want to know, is it deeper than just what we think of the normal mental load is? Does it go to men? Does it go beyond house tasks and kid tasks? I want to know. So let's dive in. Okay. So right the cuff though, I want you to explain a little bit more about what mental load means to you because I want to make sure we're all on the same page, including myself, about where we're at when it comes to mental load because I think about it in a certain way, but I, w- I just want to see what you're specifically speaking to, and then then we can kind of get into it. But I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Okay, yeah, I like it. So for me, and I think for most women, we experience the mental load as essentially the mind's to-do list. So there's all these things that you don't necessarily write down. They're not necessarily things that you need to keep get done right now or keep in the forefront of your brain, but it's all the background stuff that has to happen for you to run your life. And it's traditionally a a women's topic, but again, I want to discuss it in just a general topic because I'm wondering, are there things in the back of your mind? Are there things that matter to you that you might have to keep track of, but they're not necessarily today's to-do list? Am I making any sense here? Is this a way to get me to do the laundry? No, 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 not at all. This is (laughs) is so beyond laundry. I'm just messing with you. No, I I actually wonder as you were talking, if that's a woman, a a woman thing or a you thing, just the type of way you are, because like, I know plenty of women out there and maybe not all of them would fall into this boat. And so I hope we get some feedback from the audience on this one too, maybe over on Instagram, not that they'll be watching us there, but over (laughs) on Instagram where they can connect with us at growth reframed. You like that little plug there? But yeah, I, I think, because we've had these discussions before, I think for me, bigger issues, like bigger, not even issues, just bigger responsibilities, certainly, I carry a mental load. Day-to-day tasks, not so much. If I'm working on a big project, sure, but day-to-day, the things, the checklist, the things that need to get done, no. And that's why I say, I prefaced it by saying, is this a you thing or a women thing? Because you are way more in that personality type of like having goals, having the checklist, having the things you want to get through. And I'm way more of like the vision, bigger picture thing. And please keep me out of the checklist and the weeds because that's not really where I want to be. So like, it's hard for me to articulate, I guess, but that's where I kind of fall. Like big things do but daily tasks, not so much for me. Okay. So let's back it up. So yes, checklists are important for me, but that's not what I'm actually talking about. This is like the hidden 
things of womanhood, the hidden things of motherhood, the hidden thing, the hidden things in being a wife. So let me give you an example. So you're the dad. You don't think about things like, did the kids have their yearly doctor's appointment? Did I get, you know, little Ella Sue's uh, birthday present for this party upcoming on Saturday? Did I get the things done that need to be done? Um, the kids have a project due in three weeks. Have we gone to the library? Have we researched the website? Like those are not typically the dad things. Those are the things that like take up so much mental space in my brain and like becomes overwhelming to me. And they're not even things necessarily that has to be done like now. They're just like background information. They're background noise. Like you're never going to think about, and I don't mean this in any sort of negative way, but you're never going to be like, gee, I need to get the kids scheduled for their annual exam. Gee, I need to make sure that, you know, the uniforms are clean for next week's school. Like those are just not, you're not thinking about like the soccer cleats that are dirty and the soccer socks that are dirty and do the shoes still fit for this new school year and all those things that just become like primarily moms. And so even if you're not a parent, I kind of wanted to put this into context too, because I also feel this a lot at work, right? So I have a million things that yes, I have to get done, but then there's also these things that I keep track of just in the background that like, I don't, I'm not able to let go of because somebody's got to remember to later think of them. If that makes mm -hmm. sense, they're not things for anybody to do right now. But like, I know that in, you know, roughly two to seven weeks, I need to circle back around to that. So I have to hold them, hold space in my brain for them to follow back up on them later. And that's the same thing I do at home. It's the same thing I do at work is just like having my brain always full of these things. And that's really what the mental load is. It's a well-documented thing. If you do some internet research, you'll see that it's, it's not just like me making it up. It's not a woman's chest checklist thing. It's not a Meg's anal thing. Uh, it's a real thing. It exists. And I'm just trying to figure out like, because I know it's real and it's not just real to me, does it translate to other settings and other people and mm -hmm. other, and, and, and men? <laughs> Well, it's like two parts to me. So we'll back up a little bit here. So like you're talking about situationally, like certain responsibilities, like really what you're, what you're articulating is responsibilities and roles and things. And so like there, there's two parts that I want to break down here for me when I think about it. Number one, if I was a single dad, I'd have to do all the things you just said, right? Like you're there to take on that part of it. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, thank the Lord above, but if I was a single dad, I'd have to remember those things or there'd be a lot of big problems. Like my kids wouldn't have, you know, clean clothes and they wouldn't, there'd be a lot of dryer cycles with uh, downy sheets going on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's things that I think situationally that I would have to take on if you weren't now, am I naturally inclined to do that? Probably not. Now the second part of that is I also have my responsibilities in our home. We share things pretty much 50-50. So yes, there are things that you do with the kids. There's also things that I do with the kids. There's also like the lawn, for example, comes up as like a responsibility for me that I have to know that something needs to happen with that. Like we recently put in a pool and we had to put rocks and we had to do all these things. Like I was responsible for that. I was the one who had to remember to do that. There's things that need to be done with like inspections and different you know, responsibilities that fall onto me to be like, you're not going to be the one to do them, nor are you carrying any kind of mental load for them because they're not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't even mean that in a negative way. No, I think it's... like we parse it out differently. Maybe other people don't, but like how we parse it out, the things I'm responsible for totally have a mental load, totally have what you're talking about. I, I understand. I'm glad you explained it a little bit more. 
I do understand that. Now, I do think personality plays somewhat of a role, or certainly gender maybe could play somewhat what of a role because I don't feel the way you feel. Like when mm. you come to me and say, I don't want you to fix this. Please, I don't want you to fix this. Y'all, I'm a fixer. So like, but I could be like, please, I don't want you to fix this. But I just need to tell you this, right? You need to like share and be open and be vulnerable. I don't feel that way. Like ever. I, I, I rarely, I shouldn't say ever. I rarely ever feel that way about the things we're discussing right now. I don't feel a mental load or capacity on like a daily basis toward any of that. Like, yeah, of course I want to show up as like the best husband and father I can be. And I understand my role in the home and I understand my role as a boss. And I, you know, I understand all those things, but do they keep me up at night? Am I ruminating about them? No. Mm-hmm. Are, do I have a, a unseen mental load? Maybe a little bit. Uh, mine's more of like how I explained at the top though, of big soul, bolder responsibilities that I feel as a man and a boss and a provider and all those things like that weight is there. And that definitely has a mental load and tax because it's not like I'm consistently thinking about it, but there are plenty of times where I'm like, dang, I'm carrying a lot and an open, you know, when, when things tend to go wrong, then you're open and vulnerable. And then all of a sudden it's like the floodgates come out of all the things you actually are holding on to. So that's how I personally identify with the mental load. My assumption would be without talking to anyone else that most men probably feel that way. They probably fall in my boat of like, it's not necessarily like day-to-day tasks, Mm -hmm. but the big overarching, like need to lead my family type things and be responsible for these big things are there. So I I definitely see it, but I think it could be situational too. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of what you were alluding to is like the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to speak as if that's a family unit because I think this is a pretty good representation. I think that there are plenty of people on this that are listening that are part of families at this point. Um, so I think that maybe in a you know traditional type family, let's say you have mom, dad, and a couple kids, because that's what we are. So that's what we'll talk about. See how mom, dad, 2.5 kids, white, <laughs> white picket, picket fence, fence, dog, golden yeah. retriever. We have a lab, but you know, it's close enough. Hey, don't leave our other doggie out. She's a we also too. have a feist terrier mix. We do. She's our little diva princess. She is. Okay. Okay. Back to it. So yeah, I think that maybe you're right. Maybe you do have a point of like the, the mother, the wife has those kind of more immediate needs and the father's mental load, the, the husband's mental load is that provider load where you're thinking about, can I keep these, you know, financial things afloat? Can I think, can I keep these bigger house and yard and all these things afloat? Like, does that work for me? Like, Maybe it is not so much gender, but just like the role that you're used to playing. Mm-hmm. Like if it was reversed and you did all of the things that I do and I did all of your things, maybe I would have the bigger picture mental load and you'd have the more task related mental load. But I feel like you're still saying that you have one. So it's yeah. interesting. We're just experiencing it in a different way. But I just mean like, I mean, obviously we're in 2023 y'all. There's some stay at home dads out there. Right. Like then you're responsible for those things. And like, you probably do have a bit of a mental load with those things. Right. That's why I say like, it's, I think it's more situational Mm -hmm. and I do feel like when it comes to certain roles, i.e. gender roles, I'm using my finger quotes, then women feel more pressure to deliver in those areas, i.e. with the kids, with everything else. Like you put more pressure on yourself. I put more pressure on myself as the traditional man role to be a provider, to be kind of the foundational rock for this family and be there in that way. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on how that all flushes out. My question to you is because you often come to me 
with things. And I, I, we've been together long enough to know that what, 20 years, 20 years, yeah, 20 years. So we've been together long enough to know that you're suffering with some mental load type stuff. And you'll say, well, I don't want you to fix this, you know, but this is happening. Okay, cool. So is that one of the ways you can fix this? Cause now I feel like we've determined where the mental load is. So then it's like, okay, cool. Now, how do we fix it? Mm-hmm. Because it's real easy to identify. I'm sure a lot of people out there are nodding their heads like, yeah, I identify with that. Or, you know, I'm with you, B. I'm with you, Meg. Totally get it. I'm with you. But then what do we do from there? So, like, please share some of your strategies for what you do in those situations. Because I know, like, what I do, but I want to see what you do. <laughs> so, first of all, I don't think we can ever totally eliminate that mental load feeling. I think there's always going to be things that we need to hold space for uh, to come back to. And I don't know that that's ever going to go away, no matter how well we can handle it, but I definitely think we can handle it better. And I include myself in that because I know that I am nowhere near solving and cracking the case on the mental load. But one of the things that I think is probably the biggest key, at least for me, is being able to find the support in you. Being able to talk to you. And like you said, you kind of already said a little bit of it, but like, I'll come to you and be like, Hey, I'm not asking you to fix this. I just want to talk about this. I think that when you have somebody to even start discussing with, it matters so much. It helps make me feel like I'm not in this alone. Like I'm not a crazy person. Like I'm not the lone person in the world that feels like this. I'm not the only person responsible for doing any of these things. Like if I come to you with a specific thing that I'm you know, c- carrying a little bit too much of, then I, then I know that when I pass it on to you, now that you know it, you can help share in that with me. Mm-hmm. So maybe there are times that I do need you to fix it a little bit. Not that you're going to be solely responsible for it, but when I share it and we can come up with a plan for it, it helps. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like for me, as just as you were talking, I think about with certainly with you, I do that which, which I'll just say, I mean, that's obviously about back and forth we have as like a married couple, but then what's really helpful for me, excuse me, y'all, man, what's really helpful for me is to have other men to surround myself with, because I think like men think alike and women think alike. So like I can share things with you, you can share things with me and we just have different personalities and you know, you're from Venus, I'm from Mars. I don't know how that all works, (laughs) Uh, but there's, it's nice for me personally to hear from other male friends that I have that are in the same area of life that I'm in that have kids that are husband that have like, you know, different factors, like hearing from them that they struggle with that, like sharing and being open and then hearing they struggle helps me a lot. So I think that community piece is super helpful, whether it's your spouse, which it definitely should be, or whether it's like friends outside of your spouse relationship, which it by the way, definitely should be. I think it's important to share and be open and honest and vulnerable because then people share back with you and it just helps me a ton to know that other people have struggled with it. And then usually like they could either be in the midst of it and kind of do, you could share your struggles, but then you can also share things that worked for you, things that didn't work for you. And then you have way more than just sitting in your brain, kind of cycling and spiraling where you can't really do much about it. Yeah, totally agree. The other thing that I didn't want to forget to mention is that just prioritizing is a super helpful tool for me. So it's one of those things where like I might have 30 things circling in the back of my brain, but obviously I can't do all 30 things. Like not right now. Like I'm just not like I'm one person. Like I just can't. 
So if I can start to draw some of those things out a little bit and put them down on the list, right? Like even just ordering them in a list and then taking the first four and saying these are the priority right now is going to help me so much because it helps me like understand that it's okay for me to not be able to handle it all. Like that's normal. That's totally fine. And when I put importance to them, then I let myself off the hook a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so when I do that, it's almost like a relief in the way that, you know, I, I don't have to feel so much pressure. Like it's okay that I haven't gotten it all done. And I think that prioritization just matters and it helps Mm -hmm. you really focus in so that you don't have to feel that guilt and that overwhelm. Yeah. And it's like also understanding, like you were saying the prioritization and it's really, I I picture it in like levels. Like, what is this? Like we learned recently about a solve for X. Like, is this a one, which is like not that big a deal or is this a 10? Like it needs to be dealt with right now, or maybe is it a five and it can be dealt with tomorrow, the next day or the next day doing what you were saying definitely helps because when you look at it all and you're trying to like take it all down at once, it's going to be naturally overwhelming and it's going to be a lot harder to deal with. So if you say, well, you know, this is a one or two, well, I could do this next week. It's not the biggest thing. And one of the strategies I use with you is that like, Hey, you know, this doesn't really have to happen today. Like this could happen another time. Again, not trying to discount your feelings, not trying to do that. But like, there's plenty of times you do that for me too, where you're like, yeah, but this is not to you right now. You're trying to do it all right now because that's my natural inclination is to try to do it all right now because I just want it done and I want to do it. And if I think it, it must be done. And a lot of times you have to bring me back down to earth to say, is this basically a one or is this a 10? Like, does this really have to be dealt with right now? And it's like a solve for X. So like whenever you have a problem, you're like, does this need to be happen right now? The other thing with that is delegating some of the responsibilities. And so like, if you're having an issue, if you're having a struggle, and I'm going to speak from the man's perspective right now, and I'm happy to have you speak from the woman's perspective after that. I am not a mind reader. And so like, there's a lot of times where, and you've, Meg's done exponentially better, but there was a lot of times where there'd be a lot of resentment or different things because I wasn't doing certain things that she, in her mind, was carrying the mental load for. But I don't know that. I don't know that that's bothering you. I don't know that that's a thing you are struggling with right now. And I don't even, I'm not, I'm not sitting there trying to be like lazy and not do it. I don't understand that it even needs to be done because it's just not in my consciousness. Now, yeah, you could say I should be more aware. And there's plenty of times where I have become more aware, but there's also times where if Meg delegates it to me and says, Hey, could you carry this load of laundry up? Could you mow the lawn tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, any list of things then, and it's delivered in love, by the way, then it's, it's received. And then like you can delegate and hand some things off. And I think you can do that outside of your family unit too, Mm. to ask for help, like at the office at, with friends, like, can you, you know, like one of our friends asked, offered to like watch our kids last week and that didn't work out. But like those type of things are awesome. Like if you can delegate things off, And being open to doing that, that's pretty cool too. Right. And this is like a totally learned skill, by the way, delegation. I would say maybe like a year ago, I'm making up the time frame a little bit because I'm terrible with times. But I'm going to say it was like a year ago that I finally at work was like, I am never going to keep the pace. Like I am never going to keep up with the mental workload that I have. I am never going to be able to handle this. And I sat down with Brandon and two other managers at our office Uh, for the company that we have our nine to five in. And I said, 
I cannot do this anymore. I cannot carry the weight of all of this by myself anymore. Like I have got to have help. We have got to make changes that allow me to not be the sole thinker about all these things. Like I'm carrying so much. I'm carrying little things and small things and huge things. The huge things I'm supposed to carry. That makes sense. That's my job. That's my role there. The little things I should not be carrying and I am. And I have to think, does somebody know to do something with this? And if they don't, I need to tell them. No, I don't. And it's been a challenge, but I've grown a lot. And Brandon's had to help me a lot to finally be able to delegate so much of what I was Mm -hmm. holding on to. And not just the physical work of it, because I was doing a lot of the physical work of it. I was actually doing those tasks. But even the things that I used to not have to do the task of, I was still in charge of making sure that that task was done mentally Mm -hmm. in my mind. And I'm not perfect, but I'm a whole heck of a lot better than I was even a short time ago because I have let so much fall off. And I, you know, of course I come back to it. And of course I still have the mental load that I shouldn't have. But overall, I have delegated a whole lot of it. But that's a skill you have to learn. Mm -hmm. That's a thing you have to practice and keep practicing and keep practicing. Because if you're like me, it does not come naturally to delegate. You want to hold on as tight and as long as you can because you know that you'll do it right and you'll remember it. And what Mm -hmm. if they don't? What if they don't do it right? What if they don't remember it? And it's so stressful that you're like, never mind, I'll take care of it myself. I will hold this mental load until the day I die because that is how much I care. Mm -hmm. But it was killing me. Right. And I think it's, I mean, the reality is, I think it's an ego thing too. It's like, you're not superhuman. Like you had to say, look, yeah, I know how to do this. I do. But do I need to be the one to do this? No. Could they do it? Like, are they going to do it as well as you? Maybe not, but like you can't carry it all. Mm-hmm. At some point you had to come to the realization to say, I can't do this all. And what, by trying to do it all, I'm holding myself back from a lot of the things that I want to do and could do better in the future because I'm throwing a lot of these tasks on that I'm afraid to let go of. And at some point you have to just like push the bird out of the nest and let them fly. And some point you have to give up that idea that you're the perfect person who's doing it all because it's like an ego hit to say, well, you can't do it all. Right. I know, like, I know, like there's moms out there that are like the PTA mom and they're like trying to do all the homework with their mom and then they're doing all these craft projects at home. And then they're like doing all this and people are like, Oh Meg, that's so sweet. How do you do it all? And yes, like, they're never you're, saying you're, that about me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but then you're secretly dying inside because you're drowning because you can't possibly show up in that way. And you're running yourself into the ground because you're trying to be superhuman y'all and you're not. You're not superhuman. It's not an ego hit to need to share in responsibilities. Life is about sharing responsibilities. You're supposed to be open to that. I think that was what you really came to the conclusion of is, yeah, you could do it, but you don't have to be the one to do it. Like you could do all of it, but then you're not actually showing up in the way you want to. You had to say, I'm not superhuman. Right. Another thing that's important, and we kind of accidentally learned this through your therapy experience when you were in therapy, is to simplify. And it's it's not easy to simplify, but it's worth it. So your therapist was, you were talking about, I think, as I recall, you were talking about the fact that I get overwhelmed by clutter. I get overwhelmed with mess. I get overwhelmed with the things that need to be done during the week. And then I'm kind of, I mellow out on the weekends. That's the context of the conversation, as I recall. And your therapist was like, hey, you need to simplify. If laundry is a point of contention, if laundry is the thing that is making everybody's life miserable, then pick like two days a week and do it. 
and then, and then stop trying to do it every day. Like don't make it a six day a week problem when it can be a two day a week problem. Right. Simplify, reduce, remove it, fix it up, simplify the task and stop holding on to everything all the time at the same time. Right. Right. Another point of contention with us was like how clean the house was. Well, it doesn't really need to be spotless every day. Like, I mean, there's certain things that you got to be realistic about what you can get done. Yeah. If you have people coming over, spruce it all up. You know, you all do it. So don't say you don't, you spruce it up a little bit. You run the vacuum a little bit more. You do all those things. Cool. But there's other times where you can let that go. There's other times where you can just let life happen and you don't have to do those things. But yeah, simplifying, which again goes back to the solve for X. What do you need to, like, what's the priority now? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need to do? We just had something recently and I can't remember what it was, but I was like, does that really need to happen right now? Like kick that thing out. And you were like, yeah, you're right. And we kicked it out a couple weeks. It doesn't need to happen just because it came into your consciousness. It doesn't need to happen right at this moment. Yeah. And where you can simplify the better. And by the way, with that comes with not adding a lot of additional things to your schedule when you're already overrun, overwhelmed and unlimited resources. You don't need to continue to commit and overcommit and do a lot of different things because you feel like you have to. I'm just going to plug that in there for a second so everyone hears it. You're allowed to step back and say, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for my family. I'm not going to do that right now. That doesn't mean the answer is never. That doesn't mean don't ask me again sometime. It doesn't mean it's no for all time. But for right now, it ain't for me. I'm simplifying. And you know what? They'll be in their feels maybe, but you're doing what's best for you. And if you're already in that situation and you're already in that mental load and you're trying to combat it, you might have to have some uncomfortable conversations in in all instances to make sure that you're getting to a place because ignoring it's not helping you. Ah, absolutely. You know, I never really think about this, but in this one case today, I'm like, dude, it'd be so cool to have some sort of like call in or some sort of like live audience today, because I would love to hear other people's perspectives on this. But since we don't have that, I would love to hear from you guys. If you're a woman, if you're a man, I want to know how you experience the mental load. Are you women? Are you feeling like me? Men, do you feel like Brandon? Are we, do we have it all wrong? I want to know. <laughs> Shoot us a DM over on Instagram. We're at Growth Reframed. Guys, I hope you had a great day today. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I hope that we've given you some things to think about. We love y'all. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.